It's Sunday morning. Time for some jazz. I hope you're feeling good on this gorgeous, beautiful day. It's exactly that today. It's going to be sunny and warm. At least it is in my part of the world, and I hope wherever you're listening, it's also lovely for you, too. So I've got a hot cup of coffee in front of me and some cool jazz ready to lay down for you. Let's get things started off with a classic from arguably one of the most influential sax players in history. A man I've featured many times on this show and will do so again in the future. The late, great John Coltrane. This is John Coltrane from the album, the 1961 release, My Favorite Things.
Coltrane, featuring the late, great McCoy Tyner on piano, as they traded off their solos on that track. Now, according to biographer um, Lewis Porter, John Coltrane described my favorite things as my favorite piece of all those I have recorded. Of course, if you're thinking, I know that song, why do I know that song? Well... It's from the Rodgers and Hammerstein uh, original recording, or original uh, composition, I should say, from The Sound of Music. That also happens to be um, the first time that uh, Coltrane used a soprano sax. Um, And it it all came about because uh, while he was on tour in Europe with Miles Davis, Miles purchased a a soprano saxophone for, for Coltrane. Now... The instrument had been used early in the day, you know, in the earlier days of jazz, but uh, it had become quite rare by the 1950s. So as the uh, late 50s turned into the early 60s, Coltrane started to begin playing the soprano sax, heavily featured, of course, on that track. And from, uh, from the documentary The World According to John Coltrane, Ed Wheeler remarks on the impact that the song's popularity had on Coltrane's career. And I quote, In 1960, Coltrane left Miles Davis, formed his own quartet to further explore modal playing, freer directions, and a growing Indian influence. They transformed My Favorite Things, the cheerful populist song from The Sound of Music, into a hypnotic eastern dervish dance. The recording was a hit and became Coltrane's most requested tune and a bridge to broad public acceptance. And that is absolutely true. That uh, record had sold half a million copies, which you need to understand in the jazz world is monstrous. That's what you call a smash hit. And, as it turned out, all the critics agreed. Effectively, a++ or five stars right across the board. Penguin Guide to Jazz, four stars out of four. The Rolling Stone Jazz Record Guide, five out of five. All Music, five out of five. The Encyclopedia of Popular Music, four out of five. The one dissenting voice in that chorus of praise for the late, great John Coltrane. Okay, moving things along as we are want to do on this show. I'm going to feature an artist I've played a number of times in the past, and uh, from one great sax player to another. This is the great Wayne Shorter from the 1966 album, recorded in 64, Speak No Evil. This is Infant Eyes.
the great Wayne Shorter from the album Speak No Evil, recorded in uh, 1964 on Christmas Eve and released in June of 1966. Of course, recorded at the Van Gelder Studio in Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey. Combination of post-bop, hard bop, and modal jazz. Speak No Evil was um, one of several albums that Wayne Shorter had recorded for Blue Note in 1964. When he was, that's when he first joined Miles Davis' quintet. The album was well-received and very highly respected, of course. Five stars, Rolling Stone. Four out of four stars for uh, the Penguin Guide to Jazz recordings. Five out of five for all music. Effectively a, a masterpiece of a combination of post-bop, hard bop, and modal jazz. Produced by the great Alfred Lyon, one of the co-founders of Blue Note Records back in 1939. So let's move from one Alfred Lyon production to another, featuring another great sax player, the late great Jackie McLean. Mr. McLean recorded this album originally in 1959, well, between 1959 and 1960, but it wasn't released until 1961. The classic Blue Note album, Jackie's Bag. This is Blues In.
Jackie McLean from the album Jackie's Bag, recorded between January 1959 and September of 1960, released in 1961. That particular composition features the magnificent trumpet playing of Mr. Donald Byrd, Sonny Clark on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Philly Joe Jones on the drums. So Jackie McLean was, I think by any stretch of anyone's imagination, was basically born to play music. His father, John Sr., uh, was a guitar player in Tiny Bradshaw's orchestra. After his father died in 1939, when Jackie was only eight years of age, his musical education was continued uh, by his godfather and his record store-owning stepfather and a number of noted teachers. Thing is, he also received some informal tutoring from his neighbors. Oh, who were his neighbors? Oh, well, just a couple of fellows, maybe you've heard of them. Thelonious Monk, Bud Powell, and Charlie Parker. Yeah, those are some uh, pretty good neighbors to have when you're a young, aspiring musician. Jackie uh, was a prolific recording artist, and it largely led to, or it was brought about, I should say, uh, due to the fact that in his early days he was a heroin addict and subsequently lost his cabaret card so he could not perform live in New York City. And Blue Note Records, at the time, between 1959 and 1967, paid quite well for recordings. So... He settled into the studio, and as a band leader is on over a hundred recordings, as a side musician, at least a hundred more. He eventually did get clean and sober, thankfully, and continued his output throughout the 70s, 80s, and the 90s, passed away at the age of 74 in 2006. A wonderful player collaborated with pretty much a who's who of the jazz world, the late great. Jackie McLean. So from 1959, we're going to step back one year to 1958. January 5th of 1958. One single day in the studio and they recorded this magnificent album from Mr. Sonny Clark. The album title is Cool Strutting. And this particular composition is titled Blue Minor. Mr. Sonny Clark. Thank you. 
Oh yeah, Sonny Clark, laying it down, from the album Cool Strutton, released in 1958. Of course, that was featuring the magnificent Art Farmer on trumpet, the late Paul Chambers on bass, the late Philly Joe Jones on drums, the late Jackie McLean on alto sax. Art Farmer, of course, has also passed away. Yeah, everybody on that composition is dead. It was recorded almost 60 years ago, though, so, you know, that's a reasonable thing to assume, correct? Huh? Unfortunately, uh, both Sonny Clark and uh, Paul Chambers died very young, at the age of 31 and 33, respectively, largely due to their addictions to heroin, which masked other issues that they had, other health issues at the time. Truly unfortunate because they were magnificent players, but their addiction got the most of them and took them from us far too young. Now the album Cool Strutton has uh, mixed reviews. Um, Rolling Stone gave it three out of five stars. All Music five out of five. Penguin Guide to Jazz four out of four. And the album has an almost cult-like following. I happen to love it from start to finish. And I think that particular composition, Blue Minor, is magnificent. Okay, so I'm going to feature one more artist today. And he's my favorite player. I've played him on this show a number of times and I will continue to do so in the future. I'm going to wander by his statue later today. Maybe I'll snap a photo and use that as a cover for an upcoming album. Upcoming album? Sorry, an upcoming show. From the 1960 album, Ben Webster meets Oscar Peterson. This is Bye Bye Blackbird. Mm-hmm. 
Oscar Peterson, recorded in 1959. Such a supple phrasing of the plane of Mr. Ben Webster. Such a magnificent tenor sax player. Of course, Mr. Webster did spend his uh, twilight years in Denmark. He actually has a street named after him in Copenhagen. He was the featured individual amongst jazz greats in that nation. Passed away in 1973 at the age of 64. Of course, I don't need to tell you how much I love Oscar Peterson. I, I, I think as uh, every superlative that has ever been used to describe the man's playing is well-deserved and absolutely earned. The composition Bye Bye Blackbird, of course, was written in 1924 by Jerome Remick and composer Ray Henderson. Now, the original composition, of course, does have lyrics, but this was their jazz interpretation of said track. It is a classic, and it was made famous in the 1950s by Miles Davis. The song has been recorded hundreds of times and featured in a number of uh, movies and television shows over the decades. It is an absolute standard. Okay. So that's the end of today's show. I hope you've enjoyed the time we spent together. And I hope that wherever you are in this world, that you're feeling good. That your weather's wonderful. That you're happy. And you're healthy. And if you're struggling, mental health-wise, and you need somebody to talk to, I'm always here. I will never... Never criticize. I will be happy to listen and help you in any way I can. 
And if I'm not available, remember, we always have the jazz. And that can help get you through just about anything. So hold on to each other. We'll get through this. The sun is shining. The day has begun. And sometime soon, we'll all get together again. Until that time, take care. Bye.